Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. I'm your host, Mindy McCulley, Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Specialist for Instructional Support at the University of Kentucky. My guest today is Dr. Sandra Baston, Extension Professor and Specialist in Food and Nutrition. Welcome, Sandra. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I'm glad to be here. So our topic is cooking for one after a loss. And I remember after my mom died 20 years ago that one of my greatest concerns for my father was the quality of his diet. While he is a pretty smart guy, um, his common sense in the kitchen wasn't always the greatest. And I worried that I was going to become an orphan in my 30s because (laughs) we would lose him to foodborne illness. (laughs) Well, today more and more of us are living alone, either by choice or through unforeseen circumstances. And finding the motivation to cook sometimes for yourself can be really tough, especially after a long day at work. So thinking up meal ideas and finding recipes for one person can seem like a really difficult task, even if you know how to cook and have a full kitchen available. And eating out, using the fast food drive through line or throwing a frozen dinner in the microwave can appear to be a much easier option. But one of the easiest ways to improve your mental and physical health is by preparing meals at home. So cooking for yourself gives you greater control over the ingredients in your meals and simple home cooked meals can also help you lower your risk for serious illness. It can help boost your energy, sharpen your mind, help you lose weight and improve how you manage stress, anxiety and depression. And in this time, all that is really important for us. Oh, definitely. So regularly eating processed or food, fast food can take a toll on your physical and mental health as well as your waistline. And during COVID-19, of of course, I have probably put on 10 pounds even eating healthfully because I am acting differently um, during the day. But fast food and TV dinners tend to be low in nutrition and high in unhealthy fat, sugar, and sodium, as well as laden with empty calories. And often for less money and only a little more time, you can create healthier, better tasting meals for yourself. So I really think that the key to cooking for one is to master a few basic skills. You also need to stock up on some essential ingredients that you love, that you enjoy, and then try to be creative in making your meals that you enjoy rather than trying to do the same thing over and over again. So even if you live in a dorm room, a bachelor apartment, or some other accommodation without a full kitchen, you can learn to cook quick, inexpensive meals that not only taste great, but also boost your energy and stabilize your mood and keep you as healthy as possible, which is, I think, is the goal for all of us. We want to feel good. I think that's right. Yeah. The great thing about cooking for one is that you don't have to please anyone but yourself. So exactly right. (laughs) You know, you can cook using the ingredients you enjoy or have breakfast for dinner if that's what you feel like. And so, you know, I have family members that didn't like meatloaf, so I never prepared meatloaf until I was alone. And so Uh when I'm going to eat by myself, there's going to be a meatloaf dinner with mashed potatoes and peas, and there's going to be cold meatloaf sandwiches for the rest of the week. So, you know, those are the kinds of things You're, you're making yourself happy and feel good. So cooking a single serving meal is often quicker than running out for fast food. There's less waste and less cleanup. 
And cooking at home tends to cost less than cooking uh, or eating takeout or restaurant food. So being a smart shopper can enable you to find healthy food for less. So for some individuals, especially during this time of social distancing, cooking for yourself may mean you have to spend more time at home alone. And so some people choose to eat out. I like to eat out just because I like to be around people. It, it kind of makes you feel like you have a connection. So eating out means you're more likely to meet new people, strike up a conversation with a stranger, or at least break the monotony of being at home alone, even if you've got on a mask. However, cooking for yourself doesn't have to mean eating alone. And with some creativity, you can cook healthy, inexpensive meals at home and still find that connection to others that we all need. And I'm going to give you some ideas. That's that's wonderful because we always need ideas. Yes, right? and don't and feel free to jump in there, Mindy, if you want to <laughs> make some suggestions as well. So everyone loves a home-cooked meal. And I have heard over the last many years that I've been cooking in my neighborhood, when there were younger women in the neighborhood, their husbands would say, oh, they only cooked fried chicken or they only cooked, <laughs> you know, meatloaf. And, and I'd say, oh, we can take care of that. And so we would get together once a month and I would okay. teach them how to do something new and they would take it home and feed their husbands something new. So I think everyone enjoys a home cooked meal, whether you are single or have a family. And so there are ways that you can make the home cooked meal happen. And so I think um, if you can cook a little extra and invite a coworker or a neighbor to join you, if social distancing rules allow, you may even be able to share cooking responsibilities. And I love that when a person prepares the entree and then somebody else prepares the salad or somebody else prepares the dessert. We and used to call those progressive dinners, right? Yes, progressive <laughs> dinners. That's right. And you can do that on Zoom even. You know, you right. can get together with your friends and do that kind of thing. Cooking with others can be a fun way to try out new recipes and deepen relationships. And this is my favorite. If it's warm enough, you can prepare your food at home and then dine in a park or picnic area or other public place. And I always take my own tablecloth because that kind of adds a little to nature's ambiance. That's right. We're getting about ready to come up on some warmer weather. And so we'll have some foods that are in season that we haven't been able to shop for in season before. And go, buying your food at a community or farmer's market is one way that you can get out there. You can spend some time with some different people, often people who are selling things that they have grown, uh, want to discuss their food and can giving, uh, give you some cooking tips. And that makes it easier to make new friends, I think. Right. Um, and you'll want to go back. But one way that you can get out there but still maybe uh, be cooking alone is you can take some activities outside of the house. Like I took a cooking class this last year. I joined a bridge club. I enrolled in a language class. And we met on a regular basis through Zoom. But I saw the same people every week. So right. sometimes we had coffee together before. Sometimes we ate a small meal. So if you can volunteer, that's a great way to help your uh, community and expand your social circle. But, you know, in this day and time, you have to decide if that's what's right for you. And I think that the Kentucky's Farmers Market Association said that farmers market shopping actually picked up during COVID because people could really connect with their farmer and they could right. connect with the person who grew their, their food and they felt more comfortable doing that. 
in this, um, as opposed to buying food from the grocery store that they didn't know who grew it. Right. So. And you, you are getting fresher uh, fruits and vegetables, exactly. or meats and eggs, whatever is being sold there or snacks. And, and it tastes um, I, better. <laughs> yes. And they do say that buying fresh or buying canned or buying frozen are all considered equal. But if you buy fresh and then you immediately eat it, you are consuming more nutrients than right. you would ordinarily. Meals don't have to be the traditional meat and potatoes. In fact, dinner doesn't have to mean dinner at all. So I, my favorite thing to do when I get to go to farmer's market is to buy veggies. And then I can do all these things that I'm going to tell you about. Yes. Uh, but I can have a breakfast omelet with cheese and veggies. And I can serve that with a fruit salad or yogurt. And it's a healthy, it's a healthy dinner. I can take canned vegetables, either those I've home canned or those I've purchased. I can add some flavorful herbs and serve that as soup tonight. And if I have extra, I can add chicken tomorrow night and make chicken pot pie. And if I have extra, I can have beef the next night and have a beef casserole for the freezer. So if you think a little bit ahead and you plan a little bit, you can take something really simple like vegetable soup and turn it into several meals. Sure. And you, uh, cooking doesn't have to involve a huge investment of time either. One of my favorite meals is a microwave baked potato. I top it with my favorite barbecue pork from my local uh, restaurant. I add some steamed vegetables or a salad, and I've got a balanced meal in a minute. Yes. So don't be afraid to make family size recipes and divide them into one portion sizes and place them in the freezer later. Or I love to buy a roasted chicken, add that roasted chicken to make sandwiches or tacos, or add it to a rice or pasta dish for later. And I also occasionally buy pre-chopped or washed vegetables and salads just to save myself a little time and clean up. That's if there's a good Hallmark movie or two on TV. <laughs> so nutritionally, you can use healthier ingredients to add to your meals. Fat-free or low-fat fat milk or calcium-fortified soy milk are really good choices um, you can also find those in yogurts or cheeses. You can eat those as snacks. And of course, you can add them to your breakfast cereals or desserts. One of my favorite things to, to make, especially for breakfast, is this fruit smoothie. If I have overripe bananas, that's the perfect base right. with a little milk and um, um, some other fruit, if you like, or yogurt. But my favorite is to take those fruit popsicles that are all fruit yes. and Occasionally, you can get them with dipped in chocolate, so it gives you a little flavoring. And I add one of those, and I add up my favorite coconut yogurt, and I add a couple of walnuts, and maybe a couple of chocolate chips if I haven't added uh, that on my fruit popsicle. And that's the perfect smoothie for me. It's a great snack size. It's it makes me feel like I'm eating healthfully because uh, it's all fresh and it's all um, good for me. So there are some ways that you can very easily choose lower fat items that can help you save some calories. And I love to look at the internet for recipes. I like to look in cookbooks. I love to go to the cook, the uh, bookstore. And if you'll spend a little time browsing, you may find some things that you've never seen before and mm -hmm. might like to try. Curry dishes are a really good example. Bento boxes, taco bowls, quinoa salads, all those are things that you may not have on your um, table every night, but you would like to try. And you don't know about that unless you look for those kinds of recipes. My husband laughs at me for reading cookbooks like I read novels. Yes, there you go. I, 
I do find them to be quite entertaining sometimes. I do too. And some of them are some of them are way out there and I would probably never try them and they may really not be any good tasting to anybody, but it, it is nice to try some diversity That's right. at the table. Getting all of the nutrients you need isn't the only thing necessary for good health, Mindy. Guidelines are we need to be physically active for at least 30 minutes most days of the week. And I think you were telling me that you like to get out and walk every day, whether it's cold or hot. And I think physical activity makes you feel good. um, That's right. Whether the sun is shining or not, it doesn't always mean that you have to go to the gym or run a mile. Uh, You could just enjoy some time with friends. I see my friends out walking while I'm hard at work every day. They're in the middle of the street walking down with their six feet in between them, just laughing and having a good time. (laughs) And so I know they'll not only um, being healthy, but they're also um, mentally challenging themselves to feel good. But, you know, you can clean house or walk the dog and still get some exercise. That's exactly right. So I think the key to cooking for one is not to worry about creating perfection. Cooking for yourself is a habit that you develop over time. And preparing home-cooked meals just a few times a week can help you take charge of your health and help you feel like you have more control. So my best advice if you're cooking for yourself is take a moment to plan and prepare a healthy meal just for you. I think that's great advice. And I think that all of us can do that, even if we're cooking for a household of people. I agree. If we take that time to plan, that it's going to make those dinners so much more enjoyable for all of us. Thanks for joining me, Sandra. I think this has been a, a great time of talking about how we can make cooking and preparing meals just a more enjoyable experience for everybody. And to our listeners, I hope that you will join us again on Talking Facts. We are available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.